Hello and welcome to Change the Culture, a podcast dedicated to preventing and reducing interpersonal violence through empowerment self-defense. Studies have shown that one in three women, one in six men, and one in five children experience interpersonal violence in their lifetime. Isolation caused by the pandemic has increased incidence of domestic violence by more than 30%. And this is why we're here. Hi, everyone. My name is Annie Orenstein, and I am your host of the Change the Culture podcast at My Power and producer of My Power Casts. My Power is a social tech startup dedicated to reducing and preventing interpersonal violence through technology, education, and community. We are here to speak to individuals and professionals committed to preventing and ending interpersonal violence around the world. So thank you for joining us. And welcome to today's guest, Gentiana Susai. Thank you for being on the show. Gentiana Susai is a lawyer with post-university studies in international migration, human rights, and development with over 20 years of experience in anti-human trafficking and refugee protection in Europe and Latin America. Since 2017, she began combining her experience on human rights with the Aikido martial art form for empowerment for victims of trafficking in human beings and women and girls. Former member of the International Leadership Visitor Program of the Department of the United States for her work on anti-trafficking in Spain, gender champion in Albania for her work to bring ESD into schools. Gentiana is Aikido Shodan and ESD instructor, currently leading ESD global self-defense in Europe. Gentiana's two goals at this moment are to incorporate ESD in school programs and to incorporate ESD in protection mechanisms for survivors of violence. Welcome, Gentiana. Thank you for being on Change the Culture. Thank you. It's an honor. It's my pleasure to be with you here today. Thank you, Annie. Uh, we can jump right in. And I'd love for you to sh- tell our listeners about a bit about where and how you grew up and where you live now. Uh, well, I am from Albania. So I grew up in one of the uh, worst uh, dictatorships uh, that the world has known. I was a very obedient child and uh, maybe a little bit too much taken care well off from my family. So it was that very safe network that kept me safe. And um, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I didn't go through uh, situations that many girls uh, from my town went through, becoming victims of human trafficking or severe domestic violence. Um, but still hiding and keeping small, uh, is not what girls should do either. So there has to be a balance. And uh, that's what I learned later on when the regime changed, when, uh, I grew up, I, uh, was educated more and I also, uh, was able to see, to live in different cultures and, uh, meet, uh, amazing people who have become uh, an example for me and who have shared knowledge and skills. And uh, yeah, here I am today trying to pass over all the good things that uh, other people, family or friends, uh, colleagues, et cetera, uh, gave to me. Wow. And um, can you speak about your experience with your work with anti-human uh, trafficking and then a bit about the Aikido Dojo? But first, what brought you to that? Uh, Well, um, yes, when I think about uh, the time that I was working uh, on anti-human trafficking, um, I had the chance to work at different levels, which uh, was truly rewarding 
in terms of being able to know and to be in 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 contact and and work directly with uh, victims of human trafficking, survivors of human trafficking. And one case that you can help, it's like, it gives meaning to all the effort and all the hard work that uh, as human rights workers were doing in order to assist and protect all survivors of violence. Um, on the other hand, we, uh, with other organizations, I had the good chance of uh, establishing new networks. That's one of the uh, good stories I can tell, the establishment of the anti-human trafficking network of NGOs in Spain. I was a founder and a coordinator in the first years of this network, um, but also working with uh, other institutions at country or regional levels, uh, uh, building strategies, building protection mechanisms, and uh, evaluating if such protection was effective and was responding to the needs of the survivors. Later, I wow. met Aikido. Uh, Aikido is a Japanese martial art, uh, if somebody uh, doesn't really know. And um, I realized how important it was to put the two worlds together. And that's how I started uh, first uh, with uh, the first dojo in Albania because there was no dojo. So I was kind of, in a way, I found myself uh, building something that later on became an Aikido school. And wow. uh, from there, I found the, the inspiration to put the two worlds together, protecting and preventing uh, survivors, uh, but also um, empowering and Mixing the two uh, was like the right model that it felt at that time. And uh, grateful enough, uh, I started looking for other people or organizations that had thought about this much before me. And I found ESD Global training uh, courses that uh, initiated uh, in 2017. So in 2019, wow. I was uh, in the training in New York. Yeah. And uh, and that's how it started. And uh, since then, I haven't stopped uh, ESDing around. <laughs> ESDing around. Well, I'm I'm so grateful that I get to meet uh, ESD professionals from around the world because of this uh, project, the Change the Culture podcast. And uh, it's such a privilege. And I say this to most people that I interview on the show. I take my hat off to you um, because it's it's just so inspiring. You're on the front lines. You're creating change, not only on a global level, which is incredible, but also on an individual level and the level of policy. You know, sometimes we're told as women, choose one thing to focus on and help one person. You can help a world in a sense. But uh, you found your voice and, and you've laid layers of uh, the, the ability to help people heal and strengthen themselves. And that's amazing. So ESG has taken you to many places and you had also a busy summer. I know you just moved from Albania to Romania. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. So tell us about, you know, your journey from place to place and how the how different are the cultures in these places? Right. I've been very fortunate to, to be living in a few countries and uh, understand and know uh, about the people there and about the struggles and about the challenges 
or also the way how they live life and uh, how they um, uh, bring joy to their families, to their friends, mm -hmm. etc. So it's very, um, it, it's it's a very uh, rich uh, feeling when when you can uh, collect these uh, on first hand basis by living in 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 a different country. So this has been uh, an amazing experience, which uh, which helps me to to have better uh, understanding and uh, different perspectives. Uh, no matter whom am I uh, talking to or uh, working with, and uh, as a coordinator or networker, uh, which this is the part that I love in my job, uh, this is very important because. Uh, it helps to build bridges among people. And then uh, those people can connect also towns, cities, countries, and we can work together on something that uh, we believe in. And uh, for us uh, and the group of the network I'm coordinating, ESD has become one of our missions in life. So um, it is very uh, motivating and inspiring to, to meet people that think alike and that inspire and that uh, motivate to continue forward. So that has become kind of uh, the most important uh, thing I'm working on right now. It's uh, to bring empowerment, self-defense to the schools, to the uh, human rights activists that don't know about it, uh, to train instructors. But I also love, love to train uh, people that just want to learn ESD and uh, not necessarily become instructors. And uh, that's like, why am I here? You know, because I love to see the change that ESD mm -hmm. brings to the people that learn it or practice it. So, so that's, that makes my day. Wow. Incredible. And maybe you can share with us um, what, any story that comes to mind of somebody that you've worked with or uh, um, somebody that was trained to be a teacher. Right. So, one story that comes to my mind right now is uh, the story of an uh, Albanian school teacher who was telling me just a few days ago that how life-changing ESD has been for her at personal level, but also for her students. Mm -hmm. They told the story of a girl who was um, never allowed from her family in a small city in Albania, in Leja. She was never allowed to go to field trips. She was never allowed to wear a skirt. Um, she had to have permission for everything. So the teachers from the school who are also ESD instructors, they thought about it and they gathered all the parents from the class. Uh, they opened the conversation, not uh, indicating a specific case, but talking about the whole class in general. And... Uh, they managed to put the issue on the table, discuss with the parents. And then for the first time after nine years in that school, only this year, the girl joined her first field trip with her classmates. Teachers are changing completely their way of understanding the students. The students are asking for help and how the teachers can promote uh, a safe space also for the families of these students. And, and these are the, the, the stories that come to us and kind of show and how, how important this work is and how we can really change the culture. Absolutely. It's so exciting because you're changing the culture in the school system 
school is a very important part of a child's life. And sometimes it has to complement what's going on at home. And sometimes it has to supplement what's missing and has to be there for them. So when you last visited us at LLA My Power and over the summer, you sat with the team to fine tune the ESD program for educators from Albania and the Philippines. Maybe you want to share about that. Uh, this is a joint work we're organizing uh, with El Halep and uh, with other instructors that are more experienced in uh, working uh, with children or young teens when it comes to uh, the empowerment self-defense trainings. And uh, yes, we have piloted for the very first time, we have piloted ESD in nine schools in Albania in the last academic year. And wow. we're looking to start with another 60 this year wow we yes so we're really excited about all the developments that have taken place in partnership with uh un women in albania with the embassy of sweden uh with the ministries ministry of education and ministry of youth and it is thanks to this joint effort globally and locally that we are um, organizing and initiating uh, bringing ESD to the Albanian public schools. Uh, and what makes it even more exciting is that we have other countries from the region that are uh, requesting more information so that they can uh, replicate this in their own countries. And that is like how the change starts. Wow, you are, you know, shedding light for not only where you live and, and countries around you, yes, that's part of ESD Global. You're bringing so much power around the world. So the question is, how can ESD really be for everybody? Meaning we're changing the culture of violence and each place has its own culture and it has to be tweaked each in each and every country, doesn't it? Like I always ask this, I always ask this question because I'm talking to people from around the world. So it looks a little bit different to each country even. Right. What I call ESD, uh, it is, uh, I, I like to think of it as water. So you have the people and, uh, and the ESD adapts to the people that want it or to the culture or to the mm -hmm. country that wants it. And mm -hmm. uh, the way we work is uh, we, uh, we first transfer the knowledge and the skills to community leaders who are from a given country or a given culture, and they are able to first absorb, understand what's easy about, what are the tools about, how can they be used, how can they be effective, uh, no matter the, the situation. You know that ESD prepares you for a wide range of unwanted situations. Right. And then it's the leaders of those communities who uh, become the right vocals of ESD, mm -hmm. meaning that they of the culture, yeah, they are the masters of their culture, so they're able to uh, explain it and present it mm -hmm. to their communities. No one better than them can do that. So mm -hmm. the same way uh, I had the chance to bring ESD to Albania. Uh, I was Albanian, so that helped me. Uh, I was able to know uh, whom to contact, uh, how to just open a conversation about something that a five years ago, uh, people would kind of uh, really self-defense. So that is, uh, that is the way we don't impose something, we introduce and then the people take it and develop it uh, depending on their country, depending on the priorities 
and the target groups they want to work with because it's different when you're working with children or young people, right. different right. when you're working with professionals in for violence in the workplace, it's different for mm. uh, uh, communities that might be uh, more, more vulnerable than others. So mm-hmm. depending on that, uh, you choose the right uh, program, the right uh, curricula, and that's what uh, we build. So different programs that answer or respond, better to say, to the needs of the different target groups. So that is how uh, it's taken to the different uh, to the different countries. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really powerful. So we are currently preparing our first national training in Kazakhstan. And wow. uh, yeah, so that's a joint effort of USD Global with the U.S. Embassy in Kazakhstan, as well as GenCon, the Gender Alliance of uh, University of Nazarbayev. And in May, we trained the local coordinator from Kazakhstan, We trained her, uh, she was participant in our ESD training of instructors uh, level one in Prague, and that helped her equip herself with the right knowledge and skills in order to continue and plant the seed in the country for all the uh, process that was coming later on, which is the training in person for uh, 15 human rights professionals coming from 14 organizations from all different regions of Kazakhstan. Uh, and, and that is like how it starts with one person. And then we have 16. And then we have more and more as uh, as the interest just keeps growing. Wow, that's amazing. It's incredible to see. And uh, I can't wait for it to grow even more. You know, And that's why we're here on the podcast to get the word out, to make sure. And the app that we're developing for My Power. Um, to get empowerment self-defense into the hands of people around the world. And we're on the ground and in the tethers and trying to attack it from all different angles and to bring prevention and strength to women and individuals around the world and men around the world, and especially children. Um, It's so important. And I wanted to uh, share with our listeners a quote that you shared with us when you visited Speak as if what you're saying is an ultimate truth, yet listen as if you are wrong. So maybe you want to share a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. I uh, I like quotes very much. And actually, almost every day, I post a quote uh, on my stories on social media, be it somebody's quote or my quote, doesn't matter. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is, uh, this one in particular that you picked, um, it has to do a lot with speaking the truth, uh, being authentic, speak up. So not to stay quiet. If you have to say something, uh, your voice matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it has to do a lot with, uh, self-confidence, which is something we very much work, uh, in our ESD. And uh, at the same time, we are conscious of other people's perspectives. I uh, value uh, a lot uh, also people that are um, uh, saying something completely different uh, from what I think or what I believe, because it's their perspective and it's still valid. So uh, it's very important to, to, to look uh, any subject or any issue with somebody else's eyes in order to understand it better 
and then to find the right language and the right communication so that we look for a common point. Or if not, we just know that, okay, we are uh, having two different opinions and that's still okay. So it, right. it has a lot to do with, uh, with the personal awareness and also mm-hmm. uh, awareness of the other uh, persons that are around you who must be respected as well. So the reason that this quote also spoke to me so strongly was because um, when we're speaking as if what you're saying is the ultimate truth, you have to have the, you're coming across with confidence, right? We, we have to show that we really believe in what we're saying, which is what you said, and, um, and leave room for that humility, for the learning opportunity. And, uh, and that's, it's so powerful. Just that one line, it's so incredible. So, and you mentioned your, how active you are on social media and Twitter, Instagram. I sometimes forget to go on my Instagram, but I love it when I go on Instagram and I say, what is, what is Gintiana posted? Um, so what was your most popular post that you, that you had? Uh, I think it was, there were, there were a few posts uh, about red flags Mm-hmm. It was uh, music that I would choose, not necessarily the music that what was trendy at that time on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and uh, those are the ones I did for ESD Albania first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with a little bit of uh, dance maybe, but not that much. Uh, so uh, yeah, those were like the top reels until now. <laughs> and you shared... Um... A popular post was the five reasons to become an ESD instructor. I could read them out. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, One, because ESD is reported as the most effective tool for violence prevention. Two, it's empowering for you and your students. Three, we have a lot of fun teaching games and practice. Four, you become part of a global supportive network and community. And five, your purpose is greater in changing the culture of violence. Amazing. And also you, you've shared 12 things we learn about in ESC. I mean, all of this is gold and you're giving it to people in many different ways. And it's just really, really incredible. So maybe, uh, Gantiana, before we end off the show, you can share how people can reach out and how they could become instructors or learn more about ESC. Thank you, Annie. Um, well, I am, yeah, I try to be active on social media, be it on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, a little bit on Twitter, not every day. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to to be in contact with new people that want to uh, build new projects together or just uh, know more about ESD. Um, when it comes to the new ESD instructors, uh, we have the... Uh, we have the social media pages of ESD Global Europe, uh, be it on Facebook or Instagram, as well as the ESD Global website, where anybody that is interested can express their interest and register for the upcoming trainings. Uh, we will have new trainings next year, uh, and uh, we will be happy to receive any applications. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you want to share? Any last messages you'd like to share with uh, our listeners? Um, I would like to first thank you for this this interview. I had a lot of fun and um, amazing that uh, 
you have this space where you can invite uh, different uh, people from different um, workplaces or better to say from different organizations that are working for the same mission or purpose. Mm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's enriching and it's empowering. Uh, all your comments are very uh, important to me because uh, they inspire me to continue forward. And uh, I would just like to share with, uh, with everyone that uh, we learn from what everybody around us is sharing. And uh, it's important that we are mindful to that uh, mm. in order to, to cultivate our passions and uh, to identify our missions in life and to, to have the strength and the resilience to move forward. Sometimes things are tough, uh, but uh, being surrounded by positive people and uh, and people who share similar objectives with you, that really helps. And uh, the safe uh, network is a must in order to, to be able to face those challenges that uh, are inevitable at some point in your in our lives. So that that's uh, like a wrap up, if I may. I had not I didn't have this plan, so <laughs> I'm just speaking my mind out. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Gantiana Susai, and thank you to our listeners. Uh, we would love to hear from our listeners of the Change the Culture podcast. You can email me at annie.orenstein at mypower.co.il and pop over to the Change the Culture Facebook group and share your thoughts, questions, and of course, your success stories with us. You can catch up on our last podcast where we had on the show, Yudi Siddikman, CEO of My Power. We want you to be part of the conversation and be part of the solution. So stay tuned for the next Change the Culture podcast, where we will hear more from professionals in the field of ESD around the world. Thank you. Thank you.